following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Blowing out of the backfield, exploding down the... is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This, this is Radiohead. Broadcasting live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now your hosts, Tyler Klutz, Christy Scales, and Brad Sham. Hi, everybody. Welcome. It's Radioheads. Uh, this is the third edition of Radioheads as we go into week six of the NFL season. And um, the populace is uh, now officially uh, looking for real estate. You're in real estate, aren't That's you, right. Tyler? Yes. Are you selling uh, building space with ledges for people to crawl out onto? Because I think they're looking for them. Yeah. No, now. we we represent the companies that are fueling the people that are looking for these ledges. <laughs> but we, uh, yeah, we're we we had to make sure that those are not exposed to our clients. Can I just ask you for, from when when you played? At various levels, at college, very, the various professional leagues that you played in, mm. how, as a player, did you react to, and I'm guessing that it, in most of those places, in varying degrees mm-hmm. and proportions, that fan reaction was somewhat similar, the 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 higher up the The Utah chain, Blaze you know, didn't have a ton of fan reactions <laughs> after a loss. There, there no, weren't. There they weren't. They nope. <laughs> Are those the folks that practiced in the parking lot That's, or in the, in the public park? In the park, park. They yes. practiced yeah, in the public park. With dogs park. running through the middle of the kickoff that? trail. What league was that? The you, Arena Football League. The Arena Football League. <laughs> the Arena Football League. <laughs> but I will tell you, if you got 500 people to a game, and I yeah. did some Arena Football games, so huh. if, I know that if you got 500 people to a game, 400 of them really cared about what the Blaze was doing. That's true. And they were angry if you lost and they knew why that's right okay yeah so that's the part that i wonder if if it amuses players yeah and so to your point when i played i was pretty intentional about not listening to like sports radio and and kind of pulling away just so we could focus on what we have to have to focus on uh, but now listening and then still being close enough to the game and and not being out for too long I still get it, right? And you watch the game, and and I'm still thinking like I'm one of the guys on the field, and you know how to approach that, how to correct that, um, and so it's it's just funny. I, I was listening to today. I was listening to 105.3, the fan partner of the Cowboys, right? And, Flagship uh, station. Ben and Skin had a guy call in, and it, he was like, "I can't believe you guys still are, are are supporting the Cowboys," and I'm thinking like, "Okay, first of all, you're talking to a." Dallas Cowboys partner sister radio station. First of all, okay. Second of all, we've had two losses to arguably the two best teams in the NFC. I mean, there's a case to be made about that. Yes, like things haven't gone right, but we're also in the NFL, right? And we are so why would we're three and two? A lot of teams would really, really be happy to be three and two right now. Why are we jumping ship where we're at right now? We just started the second quarter. 
That's right. We just started the second we quarter. We are literally 11 minutes left in the second quarter. <laughs> Correct. Where we're at right now. Yeah, but, Correct. But the last two weeks have highlighted some deficiencies. Yes, and no so, doubt. So and we what can talk do you, about what those do you, for sure. Let, so let's pinpoint some of those, mm-hmm. but from uh, yesterday's game yeah. with the, the Packers, uh-huh. what did you think of the line play, both sides of the line? I think I think for the first time in, in a few years here, I think we've had back-to-back weeks where we're dominated up front. Um, and I, I say that because we don't, we didn't have the penetration that Rod Marinelli expects from our defensive front, um, and we didn't have the downhill play from the linebackers that I think that we would want. And then on the offensive side of the ball, the fact that we've been neutralized with light boxes, you know, six and seven man boxes, and our run game has been neutralized. It, it's the first time we've seen that. Um, and and I don't want to say, okay, hey. Tyron went down. Everything, you know, we're not we're not the O line that we are because, you know, it started that way in New Orleans with him in the game, and so I, I just it, it's the first time we've seen that. So to say that that's a trend that's going to continue, that's not the case. I don't believe that, but I also see that there's some things that we need to address. Well, but you say that the run game was neutralized. Well, Zeke Elliott averaged over five yards a carry, you know, mm-hmm. and, and the Cowboys uh, six yards a carry. But when you fall, when you dig a hole like that and you're having to play catch up and and pass the ball. And then, of course, you can't do the play action pass if, um, you know, you didn't establish the run earlier be able to stick with it yeah. so it's not excuses I, but there was a reason i watched yeah. uh, i spent part of today watching the first half offense mm-hmm. and um and i get an opportunity to watch coaches tape and mm-hmm. and i'm i'm not a coach or a scout i'm not an expert but i did want to see i had the feeling because i was asked on the radio this morning uh, about the play of Cam Fleming. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I said was, this was not Chaz Green in Atlanta. <laughs> that This is not yeah. that. And I said, I'm going to look at it. But my mm-hmm. gut feeling is that when you look at the whole game, you're going to find out that probably 70 or 75% of the time he was just fine. Just fine, And yep. there were a few plays that got away from him. I know mm-hmm. one was a sack. I was looking at it in the fourth quarter. Yeah. I just happened to – and Zadarius Smith just ran over him. Yeah. And maybe Zadarius Smith is a better football player than Cam Fleming. That's possible, mm-hmm. and that, that I can't get mad at Fleming for that. There are a lot of teams starting worse tackles than he yeah. is. Agreed. But – yeah, my pushback would be that um, I, I don't know that they were dominated as a group up front mm-hmm. because if they had not turned the ball over repeatedly, they were actually making yards. They were running for chunks and passing for big chunks. If um, So here's the things that I saw just from watching the yeah. first half. Uh, Amari Cooper had a ball hit him in the hands and wind up as an interception. Mm-hmm. And and they're they're at about the 15-yard line at that point. They're yeah. going in to score. Right. Um, the next time they had it, they were down in the second quarter. They were going in at about the – somewhere at the edge of the red zone. Mm-hmm. And Tavon Austin. Tavon Austin. All – 112 pounds of Tavon Austin got called for holding, yeah. which he quite, did. Quite, well, you think uh, it was it was on the edge? I thought. Okay, I'll, I'll even give you that. Uh, it doesn't matter if it was on the edge or not. It was called. Yeah. yeah. So so Tavon Austin gets called. So there's a penalty that that derails that possession and brings it back. And the times before they started clicking, mm-hmm. I mean they were they were gashing them. They were running 
in much the same way the Eagles ran against them. It looked yeah. like to me, and and then they would turn the ball over. I thought the quarterback made a miscalculation, if not a misread, on the second interception, the mm-hmm. third interception, which might have changed the game if it had been called pass the, interference. I was going to say that was that was one of the glaring missed calls of the game. So so they now and then here's another thing that I thought that was a silver lining, mm-hmm. and and I you know. I'm the guy that likes fullbacks and backup offensive linemen. So, yeah. But I thought Brandon Knight played yeah. pretty well. Agreed. And here's a guy who had never played in an NFL game. And so who cares? Well, here, here's why you care, because maybe you found a backup tackle right there. Mm-hmm. This was a guy who was a, he was a mauler at, uh, at Indiana, and he was a tackle. They moved him inside to guard. He switched to that, took right to it. All I'm saying is maybe they found a player. It doesn't yeah. help with the loss. Yeah. yeah. Well, but I, I didn't think that they were dominated on the. And I'll say I'll line. say this, and maybe maybe we've become and me personally been spoiled, and you you used to seeing it the other way. And yes, like we had some chunks, but it wasn't the wasn't the domination I think that we're used to seeing on the offensive side of the ball at least, yeah. right? And certainly in the first three right. weeks when they had the defensive line we're on the used back to, We're used to seeing Zach Martin and Travis work together, go up to linebackers and swallow them whole, right? And we're used to seeing Tyron on the edge really solidify and make that edge soft for Zeke to really press that zone run game, stretch it out, and then hit it up in the seam. It just it, it has not looked the same the last two weeks. Well, I do think that's fair, and I think mm-hmm. that um, – I I think that it's fair to say that Travis Frederick is uh, not a hundred percent back. I think. By the way, there's a tour going by, and my brother is leading it. So pleasant good afternoon, <laughs> Hi, to you, Eric. sir. Um, uh, he he works at the Star and leads tours. Um, good source you, you of information okay, from his right. brother, by that's the way. Right. Well, <laughs> let's not get carried away. Um, I think when you watch Travis the last couple of weeks, mm-hmm. um, he's still better than most. I, I was going to say, and uh, not if he's not quite to the level that he was before he got sick. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I would quibble with that. Yeah, and Zach, I think is again, it's not an excuse, but mm-hmm. it's a fact. It, I think Christy said at one point yesterday or maybe it was just a minute ago I'm very tired that <laughs> that it was it's not an excuse but it's a reason yeah uh, it's an explanation I mean Zach Martin's got a bad back yeah he's yeah he's not and so I, I don't think same. he is all of Zach Martin but he's yeah. going to give it the and so hey, hey not all of Zach Martin is still better is still than better 99% than of Martin yeah. in the NFL I think that you might you might have something there but yeah. I think it's good enough yeah I agree if they don't turn the ball over definitely I mean you're putting good drives together early and you just can't finish. When you can't finish drives, not only do you not see the points on the board, but there's a momentum swing there, right? When you're actually finishing those drives. And there's a deflation that takes place when you get to the 15-yard line and turn the ball over. So there's something to be said about that. Uh, Wait, you know, stop and tell me about that. I think yeah. people need to hear about that. That the, Because, you know, you just see big, mm. large humans pushing against each other. Yeah. But as Yogi Berra said, 50% of this game is 90% metal. That's right. Uh, Talk a little bit. Thank you for chuckling. Thank, talk a little bit about the uh, what what it is that happens yeah. uh, as a group psychologically to players when you get to the fifteen yard line two or three times and come away with nothing. Yeah. So so when something like that happens, like I said, there's there's a a sense of deflation. Like okay, we worked really really hard and we got this thing and we use this analogy all the time in real estate, right? Like get it over the finish line. Okay, we're in the red zone now. We're close to finishing. And you get that far, you put that much work because. 
This is one of the hardest. I mean, it's one of the hardest sports to get into as a professional, let alone actually go and excel at that sport. Now you're on the field against professional athletes on the other side trying to stop you, the best athletes in the world. And then you've worked all the way down. You've gotten that close to finish this goal of putting the ball in the end zone. And then it's, ugh, we gave it away, especially giving it away, right? If it's a goal line stand and it was just a tough fought battle, but when you give the ball away, there's just a sense you get over there and you're like, dang, you know, yeah, you're going to, you're going to go through and watch the tape or whatever they, can they watch tape? Is it, can they watch it live on the sidelines? Uh, Or is it still still pictures? It's still 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 pictures. pictures. The video technology exists, but the league has not changed the rule yet. So those surface tablets only show still photos. Okay. It was the same when I was there. So you're going to go through and you're going to look at pictures and you're going to figure out what you did wrong. But in the back of your mind, it's like, we gave away an opportunity. It's one thing. Okay, they stopped us. Credit to them. Let's let's figure out what it is. Let's go back on the field and we're going to go give it to them. Now it's like, dang it! Like we did that to ourselves and we did it multiple times this game. I had that feeling watching the second interception, which when we saw it live, even on replay, I thought, okay. And Babe had a great explanation of what the quarterback sees and how the guy just snuck. And the, yeah. everybody in the stadium can see that guy except the quarterback because right. he's out of his peripheral vision. And having said that, the guy still made an amazing athletic yes. play. When you go back and watch the play, he he stretched out, laid out, leaped over his head, mm-hmm. came up with the ball, held on to it, went went to the ground. I mean, it was really a tremendous athletic play. Yeah. If one of our players <laughs> makes that play, we are raving We'd be about talking it. about that for a month. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. So a little credit to them there, yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. And that's one thing, again, we've got to recognize is we've got to give credit where credit's due. Yes, we don't want them to do these things, but at the same time, you got to give credit for outstanding out of this world type of place. And those things happen in this game because of the type of athletes that are out there right now. All right, now we're uh, going to open up the phone lines um, if you would like to uh, join Tyler Klutz and Christy Scales and me on Radio Heads. Uh, the number's 888-855-2297. Our producer Kyle Yeomans uh, will Take your call and uh, get you through to us. And maybe you can ask Christy about the uh, shirt of the week. Oh, that there she's we go. Wearing. What yeah, is, what do you think? So is that here? Charles or Demarcus? No, no, Charles Haley was last week. This is uh, ah. Demarcus Ware. But so that was is... that was Demarcus when he was real big because he leaned up towards the end of his career. <laughs> he did. But he was much bigger in this. Well, I'm going to have to ask you some uh, behind the scenes yes. with your former uh, teammate, Demarcus uh-huh. Ware. But this is the America's Team collection. So every Monday, it's a different cowboy that's yeah. featured yeah. and it's mainly former cowboys but they're also current cowboys so today in the pro shops and on dallascowboys.com we have the uh newest drop which again is each monday so demarcus lawrence yeah. the first and week was roger you know what, I, what i'm hearing out of this yeah. is that christy is getting an entire getting new free t-shirt t- yeah worn. that's right i was gonna say that's it right. must be nice christy yeah. well you know let, i might be able to hook you guys up with <laughs> okay. a dcm well, one so, thing i i yeah. do love about demarcus two things let me tell you that one that he's True to the D-line face mask, right? He has the old school, like all the new guys have all the cool looking face masks. He was like true gritty face mask. I love that. Um, But then two is, so I came here in, uh, it was the first week of December in 2013. Right, we went up to Chicago, played up there. It was a really short week, kind of a whirlwind of week. But obviously, I've watched him play from afar for a long time, and I'm like, this is this guy is an absolute monster. Like he's the guy that like I don't ever want to cross sideways in the locker room. I'm going to make sure it's well lit because I don't want to be caught, you know, uh-huh. behind the uh, dividers when it's dark. But 
I met, uh, he met, I guess really the first time I had a conversation with him was at the Cowboys Christmas party at AT&T Stadium where we go down and they have the yes. train that goes around the outside for the for kids, all the, the kids. whole family. That's yes. a great event. Uh, it was amazing. And I, uh, we'd only had my daughter at this point. And so we we're pregnant with our second. And, uh, and he's walking By the way, out as just, you weren't pregnant. No, Tiff- Tiffany. No. Tiffany. Oh, no. no Don't we. take the credit. No, no. Don't take the credit no. from <laughs> Tiffany. Please. You were. Sorry, <laughs> Tiff. I apologize. Yeah. Yeah. That's all you. Uh, but walks up, and we talked to him for like 20 minutes, and I was blown away. And I obviously got to know him better through the, t- through the time together, but how nice of a person he is. Sweetheart. I mean, he is one nerd. of the nicest He's people. He's a nerd. He, uh, he is. He's a computer. No. He'll tell you. He's yeah. a computer nerd. Yeah. No, I, I love it. And and he does a great job when he comes on with you guys listening. I mean, he really does. He's insightful. Yeah. He, 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 and that's the kind of guy he is off the field, too. Right. Like, And he's just as good of a human being as there was. <laughs> and again, I had been in the locker room for, I don't know, seven days at this point. We went to this Christmas party. And he knew me and was like, hey, Tyler, how's it going? You must be Tyler's wife. We love Tyler. I mean, he didn't have to say those things. <laughs> but he really, I mean, I was blown away at how good of a great of Did a guy Did you ever have to block him? I did, and that week, and that's why I didn't want to talk to yeah. him and get sideways. Well, who were you playing for? Uh, no. Oh, in practice? No, in practice, and I felt it. I mean, when, well, he, when, when, he's, like? when he's not what going full like? Because it was a power play, because we, okay. we had a big power scheme when we were playing, because we were in Chicago, and it was freezing cold. That was when that snowstorm came in, oh. and so there was ice on the field over Worst Tally night Ranch. ever on the sideline. Oh, awful, yeah. awful. And I played in Chicago, and that was the coldest game I ever played in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I remember going to kick DeMarcus out, and I remember, like, dude— I thought I had a big neck and a strong neck, but this guy like was as solid as possible. And it he just made it look effortless, what made what made me feel worse. I was like, okay, he just read it, tried to spill the pull the fullback that's pulling out, that's fresh, that's coming over here from, you know, coming being on the streets and just crushed me. And I remember like, I can't be sore going into this cold game <laughs> going to kick yeah. him out. Yeah. Sure enough. Hey, by, by the way, as the season progresses and it starts to get colder, and mm-hmm. so the Cowboys Nation, the people who have to go to outdoor games for their kids or grandkids or Cowboys on the road, Tyler and I are going to share our best tips for staying warm yeah. in cold weather places. Some time in Canada, so yeah, I got some tricks. Yeah, he's a CFL, so we've got mm-hmm. tips from Edmonton, yep. Chicago, and then me at 31 other, uh, you know, visiting a stadia around the country. So um, we'll share those as it goes along. All right, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, uh, more dissection of the game with Green Bay yesterday and your phone calls, 888-855-2297. Tony in Miami, we know you're there. We're coming to you when we come back on Radioheads. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. Do you want the most interesting, up-to-the-minute Dallas Cowboys news straight from the star in Frisco? How about exclusive and on-command? That's right, news and nuggets you can't find anywhere else. With our exclusive Cowboys content on Alexa, you can have all the answers, secrets, stories, and more. What's Stephen Jones thinking during a game? What's Joe Looney's favorite pregame meal? We take your questions to Cowboys players and coaches, and you can hear the answers directly back to you. Just say, Alexa, open Dallas Cowboys. 
Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping. The excitement of Dallas Cowboys football is back at AT&T Stadium. The place is going crazy in Arlington, Texas. Don't miss your chance to see the Cowboys live when they host their NFC East rivals, the Eagles, Giants, and Redskins, plus the Green Bay Packers and more. Elliott works his way through and walks the dog. Single game tickets are on sale now. Get them before they're gone. First and goal, quarterback sneak. Prescott pushes up the middle. Touchdown. Visit DallasCowboys.com to get your tickets today. Back to Radioheads. Thanks for being with us on Radioheads. We're here every Monday at 3 o'clock, most Mondays anyway, at 3 o'clock. And uh, I'm Brad Sham with Christy Scales and former Cowboys fullback Tyler Klutz dissecting the uh, Cowboys game with Green Bay yesterday. We have not yet talked about the defense, which seemed at least to be the bigger culprit. But uh, we've promised some calls, and we have a couple of folks waiting. So uh, at 888-855-2297, Tony in Miami, thanks for calling Radioheads. Hi, how you guys doing? Great. Great, how you Uh, doing? A little upset because everything that has been happening since last week, the Saints game and the Green Bay game. Um, let me ask you guys a question. Do you really guys think that we really have the best NFL line in the NFL? Uh, I'm not, I don't know if they're playing the best right now. Yeah. I mean, when they're all healthy, I'll put them up against anybody. Agreed. Philadelphia's pretty good. Yeah. Um, and there are some others. But I I, I don't know, uh, given health, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, what yeah, do you think, Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with that. I think individually, I think if, if you put every offensive lineman out, I'd probably 75% of the time pick that combination of five people. Yeah. Uh, I mean, four for sure. Mm-hmm. But I think that group together, it, playing well, can can be the best offensive line. I think we need to update uh, health situation. You mentioned yeah. Brandon Knight earlier, Brad, having to step in for Lyle Collins. So Brandon a- actually ended up playing 28 snaps last night, mm-hmm. 39% of the total That's... offensive snaps, 72 in the game for the Welcome Cowboys the offense. Yeah, But uh, Lyle Collins, it, it was probably the most important I report I had from the sideline last night was when Lyle went out in the middle of the third quarter mm-hmm. with the left knee injury and he was able to walk off under his own power but instead of coming to the Cowboys bench usually they come and they'll get on the trainer's table right behind the bench Lyle um, assisted by the medical personnel they didn't come to the bench they just went straight up the tunnel which is where the digital imaging the x-ray yeah. room is and so uh, some initial reports as of Monday morning that it's a, a mid-level knee sprain but we'll find out more. Jason Garrett uh, addresses the media later today, and then the locker room will Which be open. Which ligament? Uh, I, not for sure. I don't want to say. I think it's MCL, but uh, I'm not sounds, for sure. That's not for sure. That's better than an ACL. It, it's better say. than. Oh, yeah. yes, not ACL. But yeah. we'll we'll so find out nice, more today. But yeah. but uh, we could be seeing quite a bit of Brandon Knight mm. moving yeah. forward. And the thing that was interesting last week was there were a couple of days where Lyle didn't practice at all, and so uh, one of the days Connor Williams moved from left guard not to left tackle because Cam Fleming was mm-hmm. already filling in for Tyron there, but over to right tackle. Now, of course, Connor He's got uh, excelled yeah, yep. at University of Texas, but he was left 
left tackle. Left He's never tackle. played yeah. right tackle yeah. in a game. But uh, the other day, Brandon took the reps at right tackle, and on Friday afternoon, uh, Lyle and Brandon split mm-hmm. the reps. But again, that's a situation. Just keep monitoring uh, mm-hmm. DallasCowboys.com, and uh, we'll keep you updated during. Yeah. The week. I, I don't want to talk too much about Brandon Knight, but but I could uh, for a long time. <laughs> I, I, I was. That's why I love Brad. I, I was and am a huge Mark Colombo fan. Yeah. Okay. Colombo, uh, I think, is one of the great stories I've ever seen. You know, first round draft choice of the Bears, uh, just did horrible damage to his knee mm-hmm. and virtually had to redshirt. And they they were they saw him as being unsavable mm-hmm. physically, and so Bill Parcells traded for him and gave him a redshirt year because mm-hmm. Parcells had liked him at Boston College and with the Bears. And Colombo came back and made himself an outstanding right. offensive tackle, nasty yeah. on the field. Oh, I've heard stories. Wh- I mean, yeah. you talk about talk th- to Witten about some of those stories. <laughs> <laughs> Through the whistle, yeah. And and there is a definite edge to him. He yes. so they Mark made himself the policeman of the offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. And at oh, Valley yeah. Ranch, he would walk <laughs> around, right. and if he saw any offensive lineman. Talking to any reporter, they'd get fined yeah. in the kangaroo. <laughs> Which, when he came back, brought that to this offensive line in 2013 as or 14. The, as the assistant. As was, the assistant were you there when, yeah, he, he, when he was doing quality control? Yeah. When he yeah. had just come back. And it was weird. And I didn't know that was a history. I'm literally learning this right now. And they went to the getting fined if you talk to the media rule. Oh, yeah. yeah. So oh, here's, yeah. here's what's yeah. really Back funny. Back in the day, it was yeah. Leonard Davis and yeah. all those guys. Oh, well, yeah. and, and Andre Girard. Yeah. And so here's what, what's funny about that is that he, he was like that. And I I try to pride myself on having good relationships with players. And I yeah. particularly love Which offensive Which you excel that, by the way. Well, thank you. Um, but Christy, I, not so much. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> but I, but I particularly... Particularly, I particularly appreciate offensive linemen. Yeah. And so even Mark would talk to me. I'd have yeah. to get him off to the side where mm-hmm. no one could see. Mm-hmm. Um, and more than once, I would be talking to Gerard or Leonard or Doug yeah. Free, uh, and Mark would stick his head in and say, that's fine. <laughs> now then, he's he hurt his knee again in yeah. uh, 07, the year they Sounds won. About right. and, and then uh, Doug, that's the first time Doug Free that's played right. a lot. Yeah. Uh, played right tackle, filled in for Mark. Mark came back for the playoff game in Minnesota. They lost that game. Somewhat shortly after that, the Cowboys decided he, he had reached his end of the road as a player. Yeah. He went and finished a year in Miami, and then he retired. That's right. And before he went into coaching and quality control, mm-hmm. he spent a year in the media. Mm-hmm. And he did preseason games. By with the way, us this is the not radio. free reign media. No, this no, is no, thank, no, thank no, goodness, no, thank goodness. No, this is the not the heavy the, metal band. No, he he spent time. Uh, he he s- did analysis. He mm-hmm. was an, and I more than once gleefully told him the this is so ironic you who bullied your <laughs> other <is>? offensive <laughs> linemen into not dealing with the media now you are media yeah. Yeah. i just yeah. love that so now <laughs> i suspect he's probably swung it back the other way but the point of even going into all that is colombo looks at brandon knight and yeah. sees mark colombo yeah uh tough mm-hmm. scrappy through the whistle mm-hmm. 
which Knight embraces. You talk to Brandon Knight, yeah, yeah, he'll give you a little smile, say, yeah, I'll, you know, play, a little extra. Try to play yeah. the whole play. Yeah. So I think whenever you can find a player, yes, you know, I think that's a big deal. Agreed. Agreed. It adds to the attitude and. Um, you know, we've had guys here in the past like that. Ron Leary was one of those guys that would that would finish. Lael is one of those guys. Um, so those guys add a, a swagger and edge to to an offense that generally is called on to be composed and collected, right? Whereas that swagger, I think that helps. It helps an offense, you know, push through those really hard games. And so those types of players are very 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 valuable. Now, based on History, Christy, you're telling me that that uh, Jason's going to tell us here in half an hour that that, that there is some kind of knee sprain. Oh, he's going to say day to day. We'll take it day to week to week. We'll take it day to day. And my guess is that he's not going to practice on Wednesday and possibly not Thursday. He didn't practice, as you pointed out earlier, Wednesday mm-hmm. or Thursday last right. week because his back, which didn't bother him in New Orleans, and he had probably played his best game as a professional mm-hmm. in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And then his back really tightened up and he couldn't go. And so if he's, I'm not, I would by no means rule him out for Sunday against the Jets, but I would be willing to wager, and I'm not a betting man, that he won't practice yeah, this week. I think that's safe. And I'll say this too, for, if it is an MCL, and I'm literally just all speculative here. I'm not saying it's one way or the other. Uh, but if it is an MCL, at least he's in a position that can allow someone playing through that. If it was a defensive lineman that's got to turn the corner, run the hoop, that's where that MCL really comes into play and limits your ability is trying to turn the corner. Offensive lineman, you're kick sliding. You know, it's a it's not a straight on ligament where it affects you pushing and driving. It's when you're turning and you're running. And so if that's the case, at least he's in a position and you know, again, all speculative here. But he can play through that if it's manageable. Well, and, and, you better, better hope so because of the domino effect on the roster because yeah. you're you're basically out of tackles because Tyron Smith, mm-hmm. again, yeah. we're going to hear day-to-day, week-to-week, yeah. but Tyron Smith is likely not going to play next week. And yeah. so you've only – your swing tackle, Cam Fleming, who's yeah. been active every game, yeah. is, is now your starter at left tackle. Yeah. And if Lyle can't go, your other backup tackle is yeah. – who was active for the first time last week is Brandon mm-hmm. Knight, and he'll be at right tackle. So who's the backup tackle? Well, Connor it, Williams. It's got to well, be Con- Connor. It, it, it could, has to be. It could, but then, then, then you have to make a change at guard. Looney's so got to be able to you, fill you in change. there. He's got to be the. He's got to be the yes. guy. But, and but if you it's need, just it, that domino effect. Yeah, but you have to deactivate. If you have to deactivate a lineman, you've got Adam Redmond. You've got you've got nine offensive linemen. Yeah. Um, the interesting thing would be, and here's something that could that could happen. So maybe Lyle is well enough mm-hmm. to suit up and play in an emergency. Yeah. So maybe they act. We're getting way ahead of ourselves. <laughs> and Babe would now say, "You're giving me a headache," because <laughs> I love doing this. Christy and I both love doing this. Yeah. But I could see Knight starting against the Jets, mm-hmm. and then and but Lyle is active. Right. We've done that with Zach in the past, right? Where they'll dress Zach. And he is a reserve just in case of emergency. We don't want to use it if we don't have to. But if we absolutely have yeah. to, we can't. We there have, we there are very subtle things that happen in the game on the sideline, yeah. personnel-wise. And here's an example. Through the first four weeks, because Zach Martin is managing this back issue, mm-hmm. it's an irritated disc in his back, he is not participating in special teams. Yeah. He is not blocking on field goals and extra points. Last night, uh, after... Uh, Lyle left the game. We had 
the only linemen that were dressed had to go yeah. out there, and so Zach's back out there. And and it's I know true. it's no big deal. He's he's blocking for 72 snaps on offense. But again, it's just these little little things where where the athletic training staff is working with the coaching staff to manage these kinds of situations. Yeah. And again, it goes to the our point of there being a domino You're effect exactly for every right. single thing that happens. Is it, I mean, you, you just talk about field goal. The field goal unit. If there's a six inch gap, that may be enough for someone. To squeeze through. Well, hey, the the five yard penalty yeah. on Suafilo, who by the way yeah. has been part of it ev- all yeah. five weeks, yeah. um, but <laughs> that Brett Maher made it from twenty eight yards mm-hmm. there late in the fourth quarter, and then the penalty happens, it moves back, and he misses the second one. So, yeah, yeah, are we worried about kicking? And is does it matter if we're worried? Because is there anybody out there? I think we're talking about <laughs> it because. W- Again, I talk about being spoiled, right? We had we had a kicker in Dan Bailey that was money for so long, right? And now we've got a kid who's got is really talented, got a big leg. He can kick, he can make the field goals, but we're talking seventy five percent. You know that's a big difference than ninety eight percent. You know that's it's it's a huge difference. So I think we're asking those questions. And again, as a kicker. And listen, I I've been on the specialist side, you know, long snapping. I spent a lot of time with specialists, and I and I respect them as much as any player on the field because of the amount of pressure that you have to perform in a very focused situation. Right? Everyone's looking at you, and if you make a mistake, everyone's pointing the finger like it's your fault. So I get the pressure that goes with it, but it is also your job to do that. That's ultimately either you do it or you don't. It's it's black or white. So when you make those, even your move five yards back, a makeable kick. We just got. We have to make those, um, but again, that's disregarding everything that happened before the game. If you're right. saying it was your it was your fault that we didn't have an opportunity to win that game because you missed that field goal, right. no, that's not the case. It's everybody else that has played in that game. We're here because of all that. By the way, fun fact: uh, Green Bay is the only team in the league that drafted their punter, their place kicker, and their long snapper. Mm-hmm. Long snapper. I, I remember seeing that. I remember they drafted a long they snapper. They drafted their long snapper, and they're the only team in the league that drafted. Wow. As a matter of fact, there's no other team that's drafted their kicker and punter. Wow. How about that? Mm-hmm. Um, Mary has been waiting on the phone in mm. Tyler, Texas. Donna. Mary. Donna. I'm sorry. Donna. I'm sorry. It's Donna. So Donna. sorry. <laughs> Thank you, Donna. Go ahead, please. Yes. I'm, good afternoon. How are you all doing? Good. Well, doing great. Thanks Thank for calling. You. Well, as for myself, I'm doing pretty good. But after that loss yesterday, I had to shake it off. <laughs> I have a question. I mean, I'm a, I've been I'm 57 years old, and I grew up as a Dallas Cowboy fan. Mm-hmm. And I just see some problems with the offense and the defense. And I think we need a new kicker. And uh, don't blame – just blame Jack Prescott and Ezekiel. It's the whole offensive line. And we need to get our defense on track. And I, I, I'm very disappointed. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I know, uh, I don't know if Jerry need to come have a talk in the locker room or what's going on. I can understand Jason Gary. I've been knowing him for a long time. Throwing the flag on the side. Looks <laughs> like we sometimes we get cheated. Mm-hmm. I want to know what's going on with my Dallas 
Cowboys. Well, what do you all yeah. think? All right, so, Donna, so, Donna, were you, you, were you shocked, yes. uh, as, as shocked as the rest of us when uh, Jason Garrett got the unsportsmanlike conduct penalty? Mm-hmm. I tell you, there were that was uh, the biggest. That was like a Gronkowski spike yeah. in the end zone when what, he what, slammed the red flag. Was I was I wrong to like get excited about watching that? Like, no, I, I, I think I, it fired I up a lot of that. people. It fired up the players and coaches. Yeah. And I tell you how exasperated they were on the sideline when you get a from Kellen Moore yeah. arms outstretched like are you bleeping kidding me yeah. not that he would he said that but it was that kind of reaction to the penalty it's yeah. like oh my gosh if you riled Kellen Moore yeah well Christy <laughs> is in better position than either of us yes. to talk about what the exchanges were on the sideline but part of that penalty flag I believe, and this is what I took from your reports and from talking to you after the game. Correct me if I'm wrong. That was that was not the first visit it, it the two of them up. had. Absolutely mm-hmm. not. There had been a buildup throughout the game, and there are seven officials on the field, and one of them is the side judge. The side judge and the down judge are on uh, work the same sideline. They flip sidelines uh, by half. So uh, Scott, let me look up his name because I don't want to mess it up. But the side judge was Scott Edwards. He's the one that uh, threw the flag on uh, Jason Garrett. He and Sarah Thomas were working the Cowboys sideline only in the second half. Mm -hmm. But he is the one who had an exchange with uh, Jason Garrett following the uh, pass interference penalty on Anthony Brown, Mm -hmm. which was called, and then Jason Garrett challenged it, lost the challenge, so the penalty stood. Just a little bit later, when the Packers were about to score on the Cowboys and they're way down in the Cowboys' red zone, uh, Scott is in the back corner, so the back end line, 10 yards deep in the end zone. Sarah's at about the four-yard line. Jason Garrett is out of the coach's box at the 30-yard line at about the 25. And before the snap— Circle this right here, friends. Circle this. So so Scott Edwards runs from the back line pre-snap— all the way up to Jason Garrett to admonish him to move back into the coach's box. He did not throw a penalty flag at that time, but it's like, get get back. So it's really important, and thank you for breaking that down, because it's really important to understand where these officials are located, right? Because that is not where his focus is supposed to be. Thank you. Why, why is he—and it, it, it was very—it was close to the snap, okay? Mm-hmm. It wasn't like they're just breaking the huddle. It was pretty close to the snap. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sorry, I can't tell you if it was exactly like 8 seconds or 15 seconds left You've on the clock. You've been very detailed. But it was, Don't apologize, okay. please. So— um, <laughs> Um, so we've already had that, and that's yeah. what was in my mind mm-hmm. when a little bit later uh, the exchange happens and uh, Jason Garrett slams down his second challenge flag of uh, the game, and he obviously and that said was on the something. Cooper, that was on the that Cooper, was on the catch. Cooper, yeah. Cooper catch, catch right. which, which was right in front of Jason yes, Garrett right. and the Cowboys coaching staff yeah. and the players, and they're all signaling catch. And I can understand how the official would miss that call because it was close. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, – after the game, Ron Torbert, the referee, uh, was made available to a pool reporter, and he clarified that the penalty, unsportsmanlike penalty, 
unsportsmanlike conduct penalty on Jason Garrett was for verbal abuse of the official. So did you hear any of that? I did not. Thank goodness. And thank goodness my microphone was not open, Brad, because uh, radio heads may not be on the air anymore because I think that some <laughs> of the words may have violated George Carlin's seven words you cannot say yeah. on the air. Well, and we might have lost our FCC license. We, we need a break, but I'm just going to say this. I've done a lot of Major League Baseball and college basketball, mm-hmm. and you will see, and you rarely see it in the NFL, in my opinion, yeah. but you will see a guy, an umpire or a college basketball referee who thinks he's the reason everybody came to the stadium. Yes. And that's what that was the feeling I had from this guy. Why are you standing in the end zone worried about the coach? Just stay back there and do your job. Someone right. closer to him will tell him. And and the the you could just see when you look back at the play and the replay, and you could see Jason's disgusted because he's had to use another his last challenge because they, in his opinion, they have blown another call. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he spikes the thing. Well, you could see all the the. A hubris in the guy just well up, and you're not going to show me up. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, guess what, Scott? No one came to see you. <laughs> no. But and I want to say something now that you met, you and Babe mentioned yesterday. That's one reason why the officials flip sides yep. yes. each half. Yeah. <laughs> well, they needed to flip each quarter yesterday. We're going to take our last break and be right back on Radioheads. Your new apartment's big. Such a great deal. Uh, it's okay. Just okay? What's not too Right above the subway. Well, I bet you don't even notice it after the... That's my neighbor, Angus. A deal that's just okay is not okay. Get a great deal with America's Best Network. Come into an AT&T store and learn how to buy one smartphone and get a second one on us. Based on GWS1 score September 2018. It's time for Tailgate with the Otterbox Boys. Otterbox? The makers of those crazy protective phone cases? The one and only. They're also wild about protecting parking lot parties from sad drinks. It's why they made Elevation Tumblers. Rumor around the crockpot is they're made from stainless steel with a copper lining to keep temps hot or cold. True. They even come in seven different sizes, up to 64 ounce, the growler. Mm. I like how Otterbox drinks. I mean, thanks. And that's been tailgating with the Otterbox Boys. Check out all the colors and sizes of their elevation tumblers at otterbox.com. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at stetson.com today. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel Will McClay and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Back to Radioheads. Welcome back. Last few minutes, Brad Sham, Christy Scales, Tyler Klutz. Uh, after the Cowboys uh, dropped one to Green Bay yesterday, and we have 
Uh, had a great time today talking about everything except the thing that probably cost him the game, which was yeah. the which was the defense. And Tyler, that the thing that really stunned me. I had a guy ask me on the radio this morning, uh, were they unprepared? I said, I know they were not unprepared because I know they prepared, but yeah. they looked unprepared. Yeah, they. Uh, you just saw good players mm-hmm. who you've seen play well before, flailing and flying through the air and waving like it like a windmill, and that wasn't good. No, no, I, I agree. It was uncharacteristic of of a couple groups. I think on the field, uh, defensive line. Uh, being one, and then also the linebacker core. I think we've been so confident in that group for so long, and I don't think that they've put two. They put two weeks of subpar performance together, uh, to be honest. You know, and so you know, a guy like Leighton Vander Esch, who we've been raving about since the second he walked in these doors. Um, I. I think that this was probably uh, his worst game as a Cowboy, to be honest with you. Um, one thing that, that I feel like we're missing from from these guys, and, and Sean has been traditionally a guy that is a really savvy, very very sideline to sideline linebacker, has made a lot of plays for the Cowboys in the years, but he's never really been known as that thumper, right, coming down, hit you in the mouth. Jalen and Layton are both, both following that trajectory and that they're going to slip blockers, which as a as a fullback, it's more frustrating to me playing against those kinds of linebackers because you never you never know where they're going to slip and you know they're going to inside outside are they going to actually take take you on? But there was times in this game where it called for one of one of the three guys to come down and hit either elite a guard coming up onto him or a tight end, someone hit them in the mouth and put them back into the ball carrier. And that was one of the things that I just didn't see a lot of. And I think that physicality has been something really we haven't had since Hitchens or Rolando McClain, right? Those are the two guys that were kind of known as, you, you better bring it when you come block these guys. And so I think there was just some, some blocks that they got stuck on, uh, and they were playing too lateral. As opposed to Marinelli's defense, you have to penetrate. You have to you have to cut off the edges because you can't you can't uh, have Aaron Jones running a, a stretch play, just taking his time, getting to the edge, and then hitting it vertical for a big gain. Right? There was a lot more of that than we're used to seeing. Um, traditionally, Marinelli has his guys ready to fight the run, and we have been in the past. We've been a really good run defense in the past, and we have not been that the last two weeks. What does it look like on the sideline? Yeah, just. Um... Our guys getting pushed backwards, and Leighton hadn't looked the same the last couple weeks, to be honest. And in in terms of a presence, uh, you know, Jeff Heath can lay a lick at times at safety. He's a physical player. But even on the backside, the guys like the J.J. Wilcoxes of the world and Kayvon Frazier was more of a thumper Mm -hmm. type, a physical guy. And now he's out for the year with a torn pectoral. So, um, yeah, I mean, if Aaron Jones played the Cowboys every week and the defense plays like that, the guy's yeah. going to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. I mean, he finished with. Uh, I was what, he had he, 107. He, I was shocked he only had 107 yards. Yeah, I, I could have sworn he had five. He, five he, had, I was he had 75 receiving. I was going to say almost 200. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, Aaron Rodgers only completed four passes to wide receivers because mm. he didn't have any. He didn't. Yeah. He didn't. He didn't have any, and he didn't have to because Aaron Jones was yeah. catching the little stuff right. and turning it for 20 yards. Right. Yeah, and something that we said in, in our first show is that hit that Jeff Heath had in Miami right and it was unfortunately someone got hurt but you said it then right that was what changed the trajectory of the game and we have not had that since we haven't had someone come and yes the game of football has changed it's not as physical there's a lot more rules on how we hit but there's it is still football and that that 
electricity changes a team yeah. when you, you come down it. and hit somebody. You could yeah. uh, make a lot of money selling closed circuit tickets to the uh, defensive meetings this week. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, those are not available, even to the likes of us. But we would all pay a pretty penny. Yes. And and it's what uh, look we're what we say we're eleven minutes into the second yeah. quarter into the second yeah. eleven minutes left yeah. in the second quarter. So everybody rela- as, relax as Aaron Rodgers would say, yeah. just <laughs> relax. I want to. I would like to just wrap up with this along those lines, right? I don't know if there was a different per- team of personnel that I would put on the field. Like I heard some people questioning, okay, hey, is it the player personnel team that's responsible for this? That why we are. Everyone's looking for a reason, right? Let's just relax. I think that we have the right people in the locker room to do what we want to accomplish here. It's the right guys. We just need to put it all together again. And we need to take a step back and we just need to take a breath, focus on the things that we can get better at, what we can't control. Don't try to be something that we're not. Don't try to overcompensate and just do get back to the football that we were playing. This defense, as I understand it, is um, best when it is assignment correct. Yes. If yes. you make a misstep in your assignment and are not in the proper gap, it'll look like it looked yesterday. That's right. So that starts with every player between his ears yep. and the coaching staff today and tomorrow. They got to figure out a better way, a That's different right. way to get the message across. Yeah, maybe simplify and just let them play fast. And uh, the New York Jets are waiting, and wouldn't they love to get That's their right. first win of the year against <laughs> the Cowboys? And the Cowboys could be four and two and hosting Philadelphia and yeah. Yeah, that's lots, right. Lot to look forward. And I to. think I think ultimately what we need, and one of the things that we can do is is the playmakers need to make plays. They need to come up and make plays. Amari had you know a big play. Gallup had a big play, but I think we need to see that big play from Zeke. I think we need you know we've seen a lot from Dak so far, but they need to make big plays. We need some takeaways from Jalen. We need some takeaways from Jeff. Need some takeaways from anybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm trying to sound smart here. How right? many do they have? Well, it's, three. It's, uh, do they have yeah. three? Cowboys will be what minus uh, six in the turnover yeah. ratio. Yeah. That's now. horrible. Uh, oh, and, for the season, they were minus three. Defensive rooms, it's all about takeaways, takeaways, right. takeaways. Right. That's that's what drives this defense. Right. Okay. There's some stuff to chew on for the week. Uh, for Tyler Klutz and Christy Scales, I'm Brad Sham. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back next Monday at three o'clock after the Cowboys visit the New York Jets next Sunday. This is Radioheads. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?